guys and welcome back to Full Kit Banter, episode 4 of season 2. We have Sash back after a week-long hiatus, but we are missing one more member. BK has flown to London. He's actually at the Emirates right now trying to confront Edu. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's sending us live updates as we speak, but um, glad to have Sash back. Glad to have Nathan back as well. Another exciting weekend of football, of course, encapsulated by that Arsenal-Chelsea meeting. Um, really one-sided game which we'll get into but I wanted to get Sasha's initial thoughts on what has been a rather smooth sailing opening two match days for Chelsea nah uh, anyway guys we, we lied about uh, what's happening to BK right now BK is actually down with uh, an illness it's called Lukaku Isis <laughs> oh wow <laughs> I could smell that coming should have, should have told me that man should have told me that but yeah he, look at him what a trooper still flew out to London mm-hmm. To confront Edu and Arteta. Confronting the fraudulence. Meeting fraudulence head on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, man. How how impressed are you with um, Bafkaku? I mean, mean, I'm just going to sum it up in in a a few words. Basically, one team knew what they were doing and the other team didn't. And I felt that it was Mm. pretty much epitomized by... This particular phase of play, I don't know if you remember it. I think it happened around the 65th minute where uh, Christensen, who was playing as a sweeper in that uh, 3-4-3 formation. So in the sweeper role, you're basically the deepest lying uh, outfield player. I mean, other than the goalkeeper, of course. But uh, he took possession of the ball and he just dribbled through the entire midfield. And Arsenal's midfield was just... Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, just yeah. non-existent and... He he dribbled all the way to where Mesa Mount was, which is in between the uh in between the lines basically. And um I mean that just kinda sums it up. If you're watching it as an Arsenal fan and you saw that happen, I swear you'll be filming. I mean uh Pascal, you did show us screenshots that you had, you know, a conversation with your brother. With my bro, yeah. Yeah, and um could you help us to sum it up? Some of his vibes la. Um what's the vibes? <laughs> the vibes were immaculate. Um <laughs> I mean, we all know, uh, for those who didn't watch the game, Arsenal actually did look like they might have been up for a fight in the first 10-15 minutes. But having watched football for so long, right, we've seen it so many times where the team in the ascendancy kind of just gets hit with a sucker punch. And I think that's exactly what happened with the Lukaku goal. I think the reason why they were so feisty throughout the first 10 minutes was, you know, it was the first game back in, uh, what, five, was it 500 odd days or something? Uh, in a minute, yeah. In a quick minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I mean that you still expect that, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's correct. Even though they they clearly lack the quality in personnel, like their lineup was pretty laughable um, when I saw it come out, especially when you compared it to Chelsea, let alone Brentford the week before. But uh, basically, my brother was. He didn't say anything during the the nice bits of play, but the moment Lukaku scored, right. Um, I think within 20 seconds, all I got back was a sigh. <laughs> no words, just like, just sigh. And then I was like, dude, you guys were playing so well. And he's like, yeah, but I knew this was coming, you know. Um, they had flashes, uh, they, fla- they were flashing crosses in the box, but no one was really breaking their neck to get onto it. I don't think Martinelli, who was playing striker, touched the ball the whole first half. That's an actual stat, by the way. Um, oh, really? So yeah, yeah, he... For some reason, or not for some reason, we know the like reason. He, he, he just couldn't get into the game. It's like he was busting his... He was making a lot of runs. 
like, if you want to compare like distance traveled between him and Lukaku, right? Um, Martinelli would have ran way more, but he wasn't running efficiently. He was not running intelligently. It was more just like grit, you know. There was no kind of idea or plan as to where the ball was supposed to go. But um, basically, like, not my brother pretty much summed up what most Arsenal fans might, might have been thinking was just like, what am I watching or why am I, you know, why am I taking the time out of my evening or in his case afternoon to watch this and then when the Reese James goal went in it went from disappointment to just straight up anger it's like you know the, the the stages of like grief he just went from like man like we were doing so well Lukaku's a beast it was a good run to how the fuck is Reese James given the freedom of the right wing to just smash it into our into our net so and both goals were just carbon copies almost just instead of re-squaring it he just took the shot for himself yeah, Did you all see um, that the the photo of like the all the Arsenal fans then? Yeah, oh, yes, <laughs> the, the, the five stages of being an Arsenal yeah. fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that so. I think pretty really accurate. Uh. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I just want to just cut in and say that um, mm. I I did feel that um the the Lukaku goal or like how Chelsea scored that goal right really showed that um the 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 style of Lukaku which is that he doesn't always play yep. pretty football, and he usually plays for clubs or like excels really well in in breaking up play like scoring that kind of goal that goes a bit against the run of play like because you just need to give it to him and he would just body his way in like he held the ball laid it off and then got into the box which is classic uh like striker number nine kind of i think he's one of the he's one of the best if not the best in the world at that at that skill you know holding the player off and then just turning them and now he's almost adapted his style to where in the past he would only turn on his left foot to take a shot now he's able to turn on his weaker foot and if he doesn't shoot he's able to pick out a pass he's a lot more calm um and since we're on the topic i think lukaku deserves a big mention in this chelsea segment because everything went through him mm. he was finding himself out, out on the white at times he showed you know great pace when he needed to just the complete package and I think it's only one game but um, it was a great almost introduction to, to, to him uh, being back at Stanford Bridge just a super performance I think he's kind of exactly what you want your your new big money signing to do like get into the game and then take control like l- let everyone play through you and you kind of yes. a- and that's where I'm just going to draw a quick comparison to what happened with mm. Grealish at City um, after watching the two games, I still feel like he's a bit unsure of where to stand, w- where to move and where his own teammates are moving. When he gets the ball, I, I still feel like he doesn't really know if he if he has runners. or So he sometimes like moves the ball forwards and then suddenly he cuts it back and he's like looking for options. Whereas I think back at, at Villa, he'll already know who would make the runs when he gets the ball. So I think, I mean, it takes time to adapt. But that's really the difference with Lukaku. Like, I think they really intentionally decided to play through him and look for him. Because if it if he wasn't there, and if you look at Chelsea previously, they wouldn't play that way. They wouldn't try to go straight down the middle. They yeah, yeah, because they, they don't they have the exactly. Personnel. So I think, yeah, big credit to also Chelsea and Tuchel. Like, they decided, like, this was... It looks very intentional. And then it paid off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to compare, you know... Um, yeah, I, I like to highlight the point about um, Jack Grealish. So, basically, when he was at Villa, he was he was the guy. He was the main guy. So, whenever Villa are in possession, they will just 
look for the outball towards Grealish and Grealish would you know do whatever Grealish does and dribble all around he's one of the most fouled players in the Premier League or, or rather he is the most fouled player in the Premier League last season because you know you whenever he goes on that dribble you, the only way you can like you know dispossess him is by fouling him yeah, yeah. a kind of a little bit like Hazard in a sense mm. and um mm. because how City sets up or how Pep wants them to play is a very touch and go touch and go type of football very tiki taka like which mm. is the reason why Grealish is finding a little bit difficult to adapt right at the moment because he's so used to carrying the ball and dribbling and all that compared to what we are usually so accustomed to seeing at City you know all this one touch moving into space and all that so yeah I mean I'm not saying that Grealish is a bad signing but he just needs that you know hey. adaptation <laughs> period I mean dude he, he scored a goal I mean it, it wasn't intentional yeah. but you know a goal's a goal doesn't matter where it comes from it can like bounce bounce off your ass a la Joe Ellington or Dwight Gill it still counts as a goal and all that yeah and um, back to Lukaku man we've truly missed someone who can do that type of job like you know a bit pl- cliche to say but he really reminds me of you know the man the, the, the Mr. Trilix himself Drogba like tripod yeah yeah I remember I did uh, dare, dare I say he's even faster than Drogba dude he's actually I, think, I don't even think dude, it's comparable he's, uh, he's physically pace for yeah, pace yeah, he's, yeah stride for he's stride he's physically yeah. Bigger than Drogba, you know. He's dude, yeah. dude's huge. Have you seen the uh, photos of him when he was thirteen? Yeah, it's like, like like his mom. The ones where he's yeah, he, at, at the center. Yeah, circle. right. His mom had to bring like a birth certificate to actually prove that he's thirteen. It's that's a fact, man. Like, that's yeah. not something I just pulled out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. The the whole Lukaku versus Mari, you know, battle or rather, it wasn't really a battle. It was more like Bro, massacre. Like, it was a, <laughs> a massacre. It was like um, it was a squash match. Lukaku just pulled Murray's pants down and just you know shafted him to the. <laughs> 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 yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, you know, the classic Drogba versus Sanderos days. I mean, uh, any yeah. um, old time Arsenal fans, should, you should know what I'm talking about. You know, shout out to BK. <laughs> I think um, there was one more, right? I think uh, yeah. Costa, right? I think that's yeah, the last Costa time you all played with this kind of like big brutal mm-hmm, forward like, who bullies everybody. Yeah, I would like to call them like human battering rams. Like that's what they are. You know, they kind of force things in the middle, and you could tell like th- the system needed someone like him, you know, to flourish. And uh, yeah, it. I expect. Well, I mean, okay, realistically, I-, I think Lukaku's odds for you know winning the Premier League Golden Boot has been slashed. I think he's the favorite right now. Mm. Um, mm. four to one, I think, which is pretty. That's quick. Yeah, that that's pretty low, like pretty high odds for for Lukaku to finish as top scorer, and uh, I don't see why not. I mean, I like those odds. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if I were a betting man, sense. which I am, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> put down like a five dollar at Singapore Pools. If <laughs> if City get shout Kane, out, out would you th- still think that his odds are that good? Man City, yeah. Um, I I mean I I still expect Kane to score like like you know over 20 goals if he's if he's at City because you know the supply that he gets but the way Pep plays you know is very intricate and all that and he's gonna need time to to adapt it's more fluid yeah like it's Lukaku, more fluid you can tell because, is the, yeah, bec- they want him to put the ball in the back yeah, of the because net. the way the ball fraud sets up is he has no outright focal point like it's basically everyone's a false nine whoever plays there's a false nine like you had Gabriel Jesus playing as a right winger. <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, he did well in that position, but like, yeah, 
I it's it's complicated. I mean, only Pep knows what what he how he's gonna set up and yeah. So I think if if Kane joins or rather when he joins, I feel that him like Grealish, he's gonna take time to adapt and all that. But I feel that the player that's gonna flourish most. I mean, just gonna touch on City uh, a little bit more. It's gonna be mm. Raheem Sterling because you can see a lot of um creators or creative players in that City team but they lack a runner in and beyond because Mares isn't going to do that much Sterling is the one that's usually the the guy that goes direct and all that but yeah I mean circling back to Chelsea very comfortable performance I've never been so calm in my life watching I mean you guys know recent matches against Arsenal have always been ended in defeat for Chelsea because we always seem to have this PTSD when we come up against them, you know, like last last season, we should have beaten them twice, we were outright favourites twice, managed to lose both, don't really know how, especially uh, the one with Lampard where, you know, Ateta's head was on the chopping block, if we had lost that match, his head would roll, and I uh, know Xhaka just played out of his skin in that match and scored. Um, the, the returning match at Stamford Bridge, you know, we were supposed to beat them on the way to securing a Champions League final place. supposed to end, yeah. end Liverpool's Exactly. And, and, then, and then, um, then yeah. you know, shit just happened and we lost again. Xhaka yeah. played well again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I was pretty pessimistic, you know, um, before before the match itself. Because, uh, you know, you always had this sinking feeling that, yeah, even though we are overwhelming favourites, there's always this like nagging feeling behind you that, you know, Arteta could set up. Yeah, and the other thing, I thought that he would kind of mirror our formation, you know, play a back three as well. But he decided to do his own thing and, you know, play a back four, which, you know, in hindsight, didn't work. I think he tried, but it, it kind of failed spectacularly, especially in the the defensive aspect mm-hmm. because Tierney was, I believe, told to shift centrally. Yeah, but I, mean, I mean, why don't we uh, just... Apparently, Xhaka didn't get the memo to yeah, cover him at left back. Why don't we just talk a little bit about how Arsenal performed? I mean, I, sure. I I think you guys should talk about it because um, you guys are more neutral in that yeah, aspect. Yeah, th- there's, actu- yeah. there's actually a point I wanted to, to ask you guys because, sure, we know Arsenal, even at, at full strength, you know, aren't what they used to be. But that being said, right, their lineup. I'm looking at the, the players that were missing. You had Ben White missing, Alba, Lacazette, Gabriel, Thomas Partey and Odegaard. That's um, six players who you'd expect to be in the starting eleven. So... I know it's all doom and gloom now for Arsenal, but surely things have to improve, right, once these players come back. Do you all see that happening or do you still expect to see same more? I mean, um, I think Arsenal's season will, will truly start after the City game. It will begin at Norwich because mm. I don't expect Ben White and Gabriel to be back because Ben White has COVID. Uh, wish him a speedy recovery. Definitely not because he's scared of Lukaku. Definitely not. Um... <laughs> Aubameyang uh, was half fit Lacazette was injured as well Saka's half fit for that yeah, matter Saka yeah. didn't have a good game because I, I kind of felt that he's not he looked, he looked yeah, gassed he's not up to speed um, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah it's it's mind-boggling that Arsenal has spent you know so I mean they have spent the most on transfers and they haven't gotten the right their right back sorted yet I mean Cedric was poor man yes he was extremely poor um, Bellerin seems like his Still unsettled. Um, I think Bellerin's done. Like he's not even he's not even making the bench anymore. I weren't think, there like um, rumors of him signing a new contract? For I can't what? See it <laughs> yeah. For what? 
he's 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 vocal he's been vocal about wanting to leave and mm-hmm. even taking a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of wanting to leave, I'm shocked that the turnaround from Granite Xhaka. Right, right. It, it, yeah, I I don't understand. Like, if if anything, like it looked like they were happy to cash in on him, and then I don't know what happened in the span of two weeks where Arteta and Cole decided, you know what. Let's offer him like a, an extension and and reinstate him as captain in the time being. It's it's very weird, lah. I yeah, yeah I, 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 I think the reason because of that is um they wanted a new CDM and I think Ives Bisuma he was their top target. But after Arsenal spent I think close to 150 million, I think they're done. That's why um th- they would rather resign Shaka on a new contract than mm. you know splash more cash to sign splash Bissouma. more right yeah. Yeah, do, do you guys want to talk about Arsenal's transfers? I I have them here. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure Nate and I Nate and I were I mean, actually I, I'm sure, a bit I'm about sure you guys know how I feel about the transfers. Like yes. um yep. I mean it, I mean just for the for the listeners' benefit, right? Um first they signed Nuno Tavares. It's not Tavares by the way, it's like uh, because it's Portuguese. So it's pronounced as um Tavesh, like you know how we pronounce Ro- it as rolling, rolling my eyes. No, no, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> it's another finesse. Prof- yeah, we are yeah. professionals, man. We we gotta Dench, pronounce it Dench. properly. So, Nuno Tavesh, I mean that that signing's all right because they clearly needed a backup left back, but that's what he is—a backup left back to Tierney, who seems like he's injured now. So, um, it's kind of a good thing that they did. Uh, second person, uh, they did sign Albert Sambilakanga, who did. I I felt that he was the best performing Arsenal player that night. But then yeah, um, I, I'm actually glad you yeah, brought to, him to up. To place your but, hopes uh, on a 21 year old Chow to control the midfield is I've been asking a bit too much of him. And it's not just that I've been seeing the narrative I've been seeing going around after Arsenal's opening two games is that uh, Sambi is like you know a baller or he's you know. I don't know, like, how can you, like, <laughs> have, has it gone to that point where you're losing two games decisively and you're like, oh no, but this guy ran the show. I'm like, ran what show? Yeah, he had flashes of, like, you know, quality, but to say he ran the show is a stretch. So yeah, that's just my my uh, pet piece yeah, bro, that I've been but, seeing but, from Arsenal but fans. But then again, I do remember him, I, I mean, the way he plays, right, it's very similar to a certain Mateo Guendouzi that uh, Ateta ostracized. I... They are very similar players, if you recall. Mm. Yeah, like, I, how much did they spend on, on him? It was like 17 or 18 million, right? Lokonga or Gwenduzi? Sorry, Lokonga. Lokonga, yeah, in that ballpark. I think mm. with, with um, add-ons, maybe 20 million. Yeah, I mean, could have used that. I mean, if Arteta was a better man-manager and he could manage Gwenduzi, you know, you could have used that. Seventeen. I think Gwenduzi is just a nut job. <laughs> like he was involved in the Marseille. Yeah, yeah, like I did see that. I see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy I'm just like, loved to brawl. Yeah, hopeless. man. Dude. This guy is yeah. hopeless, bro. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. Could but yeah, go, go on, uh, go on with the signings. The third signing was Ben White, fifty million. Yeah. Okay. The the thing is that yeah, I understand the whole English text and all that, and yeah, I do agree that he's an upgrade of David Luiz. But. William Saliba, man, he was not given a chance at all. I mean, yeah, I could say Arteta was getting rid of the bad apples in terms of Gwenduzi because, yeah, it seems like he's a petulant character, you know, could be a disruption in the dressing room. But William Saliba, man, I mean, all memes aside, you know, that, that video aside, yeah, I don't know, like, what what is the reason that he wasn't given a chance? 
I still don't know. Like uh, I was discussing this with my uh, friend who supports Arsenal. He said that he couldn't understand why Saliba wasn't given a chance at all, and he didn't come cheap. He he arrived at about thirty million, if I'm not wrong. Amidst much yeah, fanfare, right. he was labelled as the Mbappe of uh, centre backs. He was supposed to be like Varane <laughs> two point or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like dishing out that much money for a someone who hasn't even made his debut for you yet in three years, it's pretty shocking, you know. I, yeah, I mean. The money and the fifty million that they used to spend on uh, Ben White could be used to spend on no Batsuma or right back man. I mean, it's these are clearly positions that need to be strengthened. I mean, okay, going on to the fourth signing, they signed a uh, Martin Odegaard. Um, I think your your bro did have some pretty harsh comments on on that signing because Re- remind me what the comments <laughs> were. Okay, um, base. Basically, Arsenal signed a player who was already at the club, you know, half a season earlier. And it's... Right. I mean, yeah, he, he brought crea- creativity and such, but is he really worth that much? I mean, I, I don't know, okay. man. Like, did he really impact... W- was that was that the comment? I'm not very sure. Or are those your, your thoughts? That was my thoughts, but I think your bro actually okay. said something similar. I mean, I, I don't know. I have to check again, but it's... Right, like, right. Why are Arsenal splashing the cash on someone who barely did well? Like, he didn't do that much to, you know, really, really deserve that price tag at all. I mean, I, I think he wanted, like, Madison or something to that to a that, uh, certain extent. You know, someone with more goal scoring ability because the Arsenal midfield has been lacking goals for like like Faber Guess was the only guy that was sort of prolific. I mean you could say Ramsey as well and after these two left literally they had like no midfielders that were contributing to any sort of goal contribution at all. And I don't know, Odegaard right. I mean Odegaard is I mean he could prove me wrong and all that, but you know, we'll see. Uh, lastly, it's also yeah. my my gripe with Odegaard is, um, he's very similar to ESR, who they've been trying to mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the, the giving him number ten was a pretty like you know we heard we heard it loud and clear like it's like okay this is the this is the guy now, so uh, it's almost like I'm wondering if they kind of felt that Odegaard wasn't going to come back, so they're like all right man we're moving in a new direction. And then maybe a month or two later, they were like, oh, you know what? Actually, he's on the market. So, fuck it. Let's just go back for him. That's the that's the vibe I got. Yeah, I, but... Because uh, I'm not sure if the two of them will really, like, thrive playing It, it kind of depends on... Know, maybe that's a very nice thing yeah, to Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on how Arteta wants to set up, you know. Like, he he could play yeah. both of them. That's, that's no problem. But they really need depth, need a depth in that um, area because you can't place all your hopes on, like... Like, Smith-Rowe is 19... I yeah. think it's just a baby boy, man. You c- like no, that's that's the thing about Arsenal right now. They are placing too much hopes on young and and they're still learning the game. You know, they're still growing in the bodies. I have right? a perfect example to transition to mm-hmm. later with that exact yep. point. But we'll, yeah, we'll finish uh, off with that final signing, your favorite signing, fucking <laughs> Ramsdale, man. Like, uh-huh. dude, <laughs> like Arsenal <laughs> actually signed a player that's worse than the current keeper. Like they sold Martinez. For like twenty million, and said, "Okay, Leno, we're gonna, you are number one, man. Like we we got rid of Martinez for you, and then we all know how what happened. You know, Martinez heads and shoulders was clear of Leno, 
And then now they won a Copa. And then now they are yeah. signing Ramsdale to possibly take over as number one over the guy that they entrusted to displace and and take the number one girls on Martinez. It's like it's comedy club, man. Like I I don't understand this at all. Like I swear they bought White and Ramsdale just because they were in the <laughs> England squad. Like they were just like, hey man, we are signing English internationals. Boy. I think that's the exact same thing that BK um, said, right? They just wanted to bolster the the homegrown quota. Uh, yeah. like, like why with Ramsdale? Like, can you guys yeah, can you guys Ramsdale, explain right? to me why why they signed Ramsdale? I mean, dude, Ariola was was mm. available on loan. Yeah, and his heads and shoulders way better than Leno, man. Like, I don't get it. Dude. The only the only logical reason I can think is the because Ramsdale is still relatively young. I mean, not relatively. He is very young. He's like twenty three. So they're probably just like, this is our um, long term kind of action plan because. I mean, Leno's still young for a keeper. He's turning 30, but I think they are going to slowly phase him out uh, probably next season. I can't imagine Ramsdale slots in right now. Um, I did see some memes saying that, you know, they were preparing for it because Ramsdale is well-equipped for, like, relegation battles. <laughs> but that's very harsh, love. But, yeah, I, I, I was telling Nate how um, they had... They have... They have Positions that much needed the um, immediate fixing rather than the goalkeeper position. Yeah, goalkeeper. Mm, yes, you need that because Runarsson is is not good enough to be anywhere near that first team. But yeah, like right back, I hundred percent agree with you. You have you have a fraud right back in Maitland Niles who doesn't want to play in that position anymore. You have Cedric, who's you know I don't blame the guy because he's just not good enough, but he's been entrusted. I don't know how he found himself at Arsenal. I think his agent just worked wonders. And you have a guy in Bellerin who doesn't want to be there, so... And you, and you have Chambers, yeah. who is not a right-back. Cha- nah, Chambers <laughs> never, should never be in, right, be in a right-back position after that Brentford game, dude. Yeah, but how do you spend nearly 150 yeah. million and not strengthen... I, I don't have like, the answers, man. Yeah. Like, okay, you just... I'm going to take United as an example, okay? They spend about um, 110 million, but they clearly strengthen, mm. like in positions that needed to be strengthened. Their right wing position, which was basically non-existent for almost, um, ever since Antonio Valencia cropped up. Yeah, and they signed yeah. Jadon Sancho, who is definitely an improvement. And they signed Rafael Varane, one of the best centre-backs in the world. That's 110 million well spent. And I don't know, man, Arsenal, biggest spenders in the league, still have problems to address. In certain positions I've never like I've never actually seen A team spend this much money In a window right And the fans are like Not excited Right right <laughs> Like I mean you, Excitement doesn't equate To results but Even when Spurs Spent the bill money Or Liverpool Spent the Suarez money On some Truly terrible players Mind you but There was excitement you know Like with these signings Like Some fans are like Oh yeah Odegaard's back Big whoop Yeah yeah Then you have um, White who's like Everyone obviously knows he's not worth fifty million. Like decent player, but we all agree he's not worth that price. Um, and then you have Ramsdale, which is the icing on the cake. Yeah, it's I, just I, terrible yeah. business. I, I no it's words. just it's really yeah, terrible dude. business. I I <laughs> I want to say something. I think like yeah, I yeah, yeah, feel good. that uh, Arsenal is have really like they've put themselves in a really uh, awkward uh, and a terrible position. One, um, I'm just gonna say that you know. We are just talking about the two um, signings that United got. I think if you if yeah. you ask ourselves, touch your heart, if 
Arsenal were to offer the exact same amount of salary and everything to those two players, would they go? I think the the answer is just no. One, there's no Europe. The other one is... So, I mean, obviously, Arsenal have lost their pull. So if you're thinking that Arsenal can go out and shell out and even get someone like Madison, there's no pull, you know? Like, these players are, are on the up. They want to go to play for clubs that can challenge um, for um, in the Champions League or even in the Europa League as well. Those are the minimal um, kind of tournaments that I think those kind of players want to go for. The ones that, that really will excite fans, right? So they are less to, to only kind of like buy from that secondary market, which are players to kind of become squad players, like actually in, in, in general terms. So all the ones that they have signed, I would say they're squad players in any kind of usual timing. They're not really going to walk into anybody, any other club's first team. And that's like Ben White maybe Ben White but everybody else is like they're just there to strengthen or they're for the future like um, Nuno Tavares they're like not really supposed to come in and be impact players but again mm. yeah like you just said at the beginning where you listed out who is still coming back right I think those are the ones that when they do come back if they have form then Arsenal will steady a little bit because like Oba and Laka are the two main ones up front and and I don't think that Arsenal are really trying to pin all their hopes on the ESR because if I were Arteta, I'm basically saying like, Oba, you're like the main guy. You have to come back and lead the front. And then Pate, you were brought in to be the rock in the center and Gabriel to be the rock at the back. So once these three yeah. come, the spine is back. I think Arsenal will steady its shape for... Fair enough. That, that's, that's actually an excellent point. Yeah, those are, those are excellent points. And to Alba's credit, I know he gets a lot of grief, um, even from us here at FKB, but I thought he tried. I thought in his little cameo, um, he, you know, he, he did his best. It's just uh, It just wasn't happen- happening for Arsenal on the night. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, going back to Sasha's point about Arsenal's season starting after the City game, I agree. But at the same time, never want to be that team who's just like, you know, already conceding three points to like C- Chelsea or City. Um, I mean, you have to you have to acknowledge that they're the better side, but at the same time, it you know, that bitter pill always. Um, yeah, you never want to concede defeat before the match even begins. But I think if you look at like the the squad that you're coming up against, uh, any team would probably be just hoping for a draw. I mean, even if you got a home match, like you you saw Lukaku, and then if you look at who is your backline, and you don't have your first choice centre back, it's it's really like. Okay, let's just do damage limitation, you know, go out there, give our best shot. But I think the worst thing for Arteta is the fact that the players' formation wasn't good. Like, the goals, like, what happened after the first goal, the second goal, like you, you rightly mentioned, pass was, it's a carbon copy. James found himself free on the right side again. And, like, no one, again, like, who was watching him? How come, like, Tierney gets dragged in to mark the striker and no one goes and, like, tracks the... Uh, James like so I, I mean I saw like Saka he doesn't run back he's not gonna help out in defense so these are things that clearly I think they need to work out these are the ones that I think Arteta would be most worried about yeah then mm. again that begs the question wh- I know it's cliche to keep harping on about it but what is the process like do, do you guys know like like in the Wenger era right if you tell if you ask like someone who knows football oh um, what what type of football do Arsenal play? They can tell you, oh, it's that 
slick touch, one touch, you know, venger ball, attacking, fluid, you know, nice to watch, pleasing on the eye. Yeah, they could get, um, you know, manhandled at, in, at certain times, but, you know, most of the time they are, they would say that they are the neutral's favourite, I guess, in terms of um, how they play football, you know, footballing philosophy. But if you ask, even an Arsenal fan, you know, what, what, what type of football does, um, you know, Arsenal play right now? They couldn't answer you the question, man. Like, even right now, like, are they a defensive team? Clearly not. Are they a team that, you know, is fluid in attack, you know, good at transitions, you know, play pretty triangles? No, they're not. So, what type of football team I can't, are they? Yeah, I can't even tell you if they play <laughs> via the wings or through the middle because right. their wingers keep trying to, to... Like, Pepe is so much better cutting inside and doing damage from there, but for some reason... It seems like he's being forced to like go down the byline and attempt to cross with his weaker foot. Um, it almost came to a point where in the second half he was just like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna <laughs> just start cutting in." And in his defense, he did look better, but yeah, uh, I couldn't tell you how they play. And I think one of the most yeah defensive woes are, are there for everyone to see, but it's kind of not something new with with Arsenal, especially like post post Arsene, but. It's their attack, man. I didn't see... I was trying to like really observe how they intended to get the ball up to Martinelli, Balogun in the first game. And yeah, it was, I don't know what they were attempting. Like, Do they play to feet? Are they looking to make them run in behind? Are they looking uh, to put in crosses for them? Um, I couldn't tell you. And I think that's the most potentially dangerous thing for Arsenal. I think on just mm. one last point, there was something that yeah. I noticed for... Um, uh, in the other game, uh, between Norwich and City, and I mean we can we can definitely say City were totally dominating in that game. But here's one of the observations that I kind of noticed that Norwich still tried to play their game, and by doing so they were cut open uh, because they want to play a bit of attacking football against a side like City. In that sense, I think if Ateta's being really smart. If you know that you're not going to be able to play the game that you want against um, a stronger team like Chelsea, these are the sort of games that I think you have to really concede that you have to play a bit like what Spurs does and what United does. Against a better team, they just sit back and play counter. And Arsenal have the players to play counter. Like They have speed, then they have like all the your pacey wingers and stuff. I think they could do that. It's just that it's not like you mentioned in their DNA to want to do that. They don't like to play uh, like a low block and they're not really used to it. But if you can't play your usual style of football against a, a much better squad, and this is not because that their first 11 is lacking. It's just that they, are, they don't have their first 11 right now, right? They have a very weakened side. Then I think you have to do that. You have to really, if you want to save any sort of points at the beginning of the season before you end up in the relegation zone, which they are right now, you have to start um, changing your game style and like sit back and try to hold on all the way to like the 80 minute and then try to spring an attack, that sort of thing. And I think they have no choice. If they still want to play the style that they're doing, they're going to be a bit like a Leeds against United or a yeah. Norwich against a City. You're just going to get cut open because you're the you're the weaker team. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's the difference. And... Ateta needs to learn this fast. If not, he may not be around when his big stars come back. Uh, I mean, Ateta has been... The teeth, man. Ha- hasn't he been in the job for almost two years? <laughs> uh, I mean, um, I think half mid- mid-season would be two years, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, but I, that's I, the I thing you, you mentioned the low block right sorry to like mm. cut in they, yeah. they were playing the low block the low block when he first started remember the run to the FA Cup that's and how it kind of worked City right and Chelsea essentially yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird that they've kind of forgotten how to do that um, yeah, that, they that did that it against game. Liverpool like yeah. twice Bring it, it brings it back to my point you know like what what type of football does Arsenal play I mean I think Arteta himself doesn't know that yeah. I think there's like the want and there's the reality. Mm-hmm. The want would be like, you know, slick passing, um, very fluid, almost like what City do. But the reality is they don't have... You just the don't have the players, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, I mean, yeah, it would be interesting to see how they line up against City because that game on paper looks like it's going to be very ugly, but you never know. They could spring a surprise, but... <laughs> um, easy for me to say. I know more Ars- most Arsenal fans are probably rolling their eyes and saying, "Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's, yeah, it's not even going to be a fight." But we'll, we'll have to see how they line up, man. The ball, but, um, the ball is round. The ball man. is round. Exactly, <laughs> my favorite phrase. Um, but that being said, um, so Chelsea dominated and they go up against uh, Liverpool next week. It what in what would have been a top of the table clash had West Ham not absolutely destroyed Leicester this morning. But um, I wanted to ask you guys, right? Uh, I know the Liverpool Burnley game was uh, an early kickoff for us. Did either of y'all catch it, and what did you think of both the performance against Norwich and against Burnley? All right, uh, I'll start first. Uh, the game against Norwich was pretty straightforward. Um, you guys totally annihilated them. I mean, they could have scored, but uh, Edison was was there to you know be be heroic and make the saves, but. Mm. I felt against Burnley. I mean, it's not because I like Burnley, but um, <laughs> after you guys got the first goal, right? Um, I feel that Burnley was still in the game. You know, Chris Wood had some great Absolutely. chances, right? And um, un- under a more, I mean, Chris Wood had that chance where he hit it with his left foot, and y- if that fell to Lukaku, right, there would have been a goal. Mm. Um, you guys, yeah, I know that Van Dijk, Matip, you know, essentially your almost your main uh back five or back. Uh, missing Fabinho and Robertson, but Burnley still managed to carve you guys open in certain parts of the game. You know, uh, uh, if they're a bit more clinical, wouldn't have kept a clean sheet. Even at the end, yes. Ashley Ban had the chance. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, Allison again made good save. But I I feel that the whole Chelsea Liverpool clash it came a little bit too early. Like I kind of it always did. does. I feel yeah, like right? it always does. Yeah, yeah like even in. The previous season, like Chelsea and Liverpool faced each other in game week two, where Mane just destroyed, totally destroyed <laughs> us. <laughs> I do remember that because uh, Christensen got himself sent off. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But um, this game, you know, it's I feel that it's gonna be. I feel I feel that we're gonna give you guys possession because, firstly, you guys are at Anfield, so, you know, you all all pressures on you to attack us. Yes, and um, we are more than capable and more than glad to kind of sit back and hit you guys on the break and now that we have a focal point of a striker in Lukaku you know previously I would have been more you know hesitant to say that oh Chelsea gonna get a result but with Van Dijk versus Lukaku man it's gonna be quite a great spectacle to watch I can't wait for that and you know shout out to Matip man I I feel that him Mm. and Van Dijk they are your best centre-back partnership Joe Gomez is he's still a bit I mean he's young, still got a lot to learn, but I think Matip 
brings a lot of calm to that. Gomez needs a lot line. more hand holding. Right, yeah. I feel Matip is a bit Matip, more like. Matip assured. is a lot better playing the ball out, you know. Yeah. And um yeah. is, is Fabinho gonna be fit? Fabinho was fit, it's just he, he his oh. dad passed away. Yeah. So oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, compa- yeah. He was a compassionate oh, yes, leave, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think he'll most likely be back, but um I'm just gonna sit on the fence. <laughs> I'm just gonna say um a one one because um I mean if either team wins uh this match you know gets all three points it's a pretty strong the hype train uh, yeah right to the international break yeah man like three wins from three you know whoever wins that match is gonna definitely gonna be favorites for the title because you know City have already lost one game to Spurs and and they're they always Norwich start slowly always yeah. like uh eh, yeah yeah. Not not really a true test, but I don't know what do you guys think. I'll let Nate go. Yeah. I oh wait. So uh, my opinion of the match. Um, mm, like, I what like, do you think is gonna play out? Okay. Um, first I think uh going back to the like the Liverpool Burnley match, I felt that um there what was the difference was the fact that uh Liverpool are just a slicker team. Like they managed to find a bit of uh attacking uh fluidity. And I liked how because Van Dyke came back that your fullbacks managed to push all the way up. Like the that was kind of epitomized by the second goal, was it? Where um you see TAA all the way at the front playing almost like a CAM role and that was like and, and Harvey Elliott as well, right? So that kind of fluidity, the passing, the movement and then Mani's goal, that was just great. Like that really mm. showed that Liverpool have that that kind of momentum back and they have that attacking threat and when they can play like that I feel like they can carve any team open because they just move their movement is is too hard to track and then all of a sudden like any of their strikers who get in the box are dangerous enough to score and their form is all there so if it wasn't Mane and if it was Salah or if it was Jota in the box I would expect any of them to tuck that that kind of um, uh, ball away so I think in in that respect, Liverpool home, uh, I think they may have the edge against Chelsea. Though I think exactly like what you guys said, Chelsea would be more than happy to sit back, and then give the ball to Rom, let him hold the ball, and then you have your speedy runner, uh, runners King Kai on one side, you have Vern on the other side, or you have Mount James. Like it's dangerous. It could go Chelsea either have way. Options, man. They have so many options now. Like the. Yeah. I mean they did always have options but now mm-hmm. it's almost like they can build off that centerpiece that is Lukaku yeah very interesting yeah I do feel that Werner will start instead of Havertz because I um, think so too yeah we, we're gonna need that to, to stretch that defence and yeah talking about the crosses right because we all know the, the, the main source of um, creativity for Liverpool is the fullbacks and I feel that in order to, to counteract that, right, like, you need to play in a back three, so you have more central defenders, you know, you, you kind of pack that penalty box, and uh, most of our, I mean, you can say that Aspi is not really dominant in the air, but Rudiger, you have Christensen, you have, Regin's pretty good in the air as well. I don't know if Alonso will play instead of Chilwell, but I see no reason why he should be dropped, because he's been playing really well so far, and that Agreed. added height will you know, will be you'll come in very useful to that for that. And uh yeah, the the thing about Liverpool, right, is even against Burnley they, they were sort of susceptible to the counter. And it kind of plays a little bit into I don't know, it plays a lot into Chelsea's hand because naturally 
we started off as a counter-attacking team. I mean, that's that's in our DNA. Even the throwback all the way to the days of Ranieri. Yeah, it's like the Duff, Duff and Cole and Robin, all them men, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's in our DNA to counter. And But the, the thing is that, you know, I, I do believe a lot in, in the history of the matches, you know, the head-to-head. And recently, we have not done very well at Anfield because it's always been like our bogey ground, Anfield. You know, the, the, the go- throwback to the goal goal and all that. But I kind of feel that it's... It, yeah, it, I don't think Liverpool will get all three points, but I think both teams will be happy with the share of the spoils. Yeah, that's... Mm. that's yeah. I think Let's one, this funny one more point is that uh, mm-hmm. the way Liverpool like to stretch the field, right, is that um, it also leaves the field open when they get countered. And they don't their their strikers or their attackers don't tend to fall back to to help with defense much, like they will only come back as far as like maybe the halfway line. I feel like they don't run all the way back and then pack the defense. So because of your formation style, it does leave you all quite open for to be carved back again by an opponent. And you're just really relying on the strength of your individual players to kind of prevent that uh, a goal from happening. Whereas I think um, Chelsea. If they play a back three and their wingers do get back, like you have James, and if he runs back, and he he does, I think both their wingbacks tend to run back. Uh, I mean, see if Alonso's playing on the other side. Um, that's the, probably the, the, the difference. Uh, I think then Chelsea would be better set up defensively. Mm. But again, I, we will yeah. see how. I think I, Liverpool... I do feel, yeah, yeah, I do feel Chua will get a nod because he, need, he needs speed to, to you know, defend against Salah. So I I think Chihuahua will be better equipped with that. You know, Alonso, yeah, might provide the but I mean oh, we 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 have to look at how to go sets up and I I think the solitary goal that Liverpool will score will be from Mane because he always scores against <laughs> Chelsea. He always scores against Chelsea for some like hits <laughs> And he's, he's on the goal against Chelsea yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Like basically I can see like a Henderson assist Mane goal. Nah, I'll, it's I'll do a one <laughs> Oh, Harry Elliot, man. Oh Harry Elliot scoring at Anfield. Dude, I love. I'd love to like just give a quick mention on Harvey Elliot. I thought he was superb. Um, I like the addition. Um, in the lineup against Burnley, I thought he 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 was a bit like Grealish at the start. He was like a foul magnet. They were just trying to like you know bully the kid, but I thought he did really well. Um, second goal was, uh, converting a big part due to the work he did on the right, um and. I mean, this is actually the point I wanted to bring up when you guys were talking about letting your kids develop instead of throwing them right into your team to essentially be the main guys. What Klopp is doing is letting this kid, you know, just experience playing in front of the cop, growing, learning his trade. You know, no, not, there's no pressure on him now. He has other elite players to take more of that burden, but I, I'm so excited to see how he performs throughout the season, man. But... I agree with um, what Sash said about Burnley. Um, I was really annoyed with the final 10 minutes. I, I thought we were very sloppy. Um, it's almost like we were like job done. And if not for Allison, it could have been 2-1 with like three minutes to go. And against Burnley, you never know. So we definitely need to work on the concentration. Um, I actually don't like, the f- I don't like the fact that we're playing at Anfield next week because um, it's only three games in the season. So... Chelsea will be more than happy with the point. Um, Liverpool, 
point would be good against Chelsea, but you know, you always expect to win at Anfield, so the onus will be on us to go out and attack, which I feel plays right into Tuchel's hands. Um, hopefully, we are a bit more technically um, astute and not so naive and think like, oh, we have to, you know, we need to win this game. Um, I mean, I think you guys like should be win, fine. Right? Yeah, you guys should be fine with Fabinho anchoring that midfield. Like, we'll, see. Um, yeah. we'll see. We'll um, see. Robbo might be coming back too, which, you know, it's kind of a shame for Simikas because I, th- I thought he's done really well coming in. He's been brilliant. Um, yeah. Albeit not against, you know, two of the most dangerous sides in the league, but still, thought he did well. Um, Firmino or Jota, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to start. I expect Jota to keep his place just because. Same, same conundrum as uh, Alonso, you know. Perhaps was supposed to be second fiddle, but how do you drop him now, right? It's been superb. Mm-hmm. You know who would be really happy if uh, it's a draw and you guys get one point? Me. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Man United, who have just dropped a point who this season. Who did get a point, Oh yeah. my gosh. Wait, who, See, who are you guys... Even Nate's getting wait, the hang of segways. Yeah. <laughs> who, are you guys, who are you guys playing next? Wolves, right? Yeah, we're playing wolves. wolves. Yes, wolves. I mean, I mean, the only way that you'll be happy if we drop points is if you win against. It's wolves. a great. That's a great team to play right now. Yeah, wolves man. are all over the place, man. Uh, I dude. thought Southampton I mean, was all oh. over the place too, but no, <laughs> they were really resolute. You guys, you guys should yeah, have man. won the game, like, I don't know how. Like when it was one-one, I thought okay, it's just United being United, and mm. they're gonna come back. Yeah, um, you could actually feel the tide turn, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure what happened. Like the last fifteen minutes, it's almost like. Kind of just fizzled out. Like, I'm going to be a troll uh-huh. and just stir shit. Like, <laughs> when Sancho came on, I feel that's when the momentum kind of died. Wait, who did he come on for? Martial. Martial was Dude, Martial abject. was on the periphery. He, he was peripheral, man. Like, I I totally missed him for like 36 minutes in the first half. Because it was all just Greenwood, Pogba, Bruno. That's all. <laughs> Nick, can you explain? Where, where's the Martial of... 2019, yeah, 2020, man. man. Like, he got his uh, head shaved to look like Lukaku, but his... <laughs> it looks like KSI. <laughs> Martial's... Oh, he looks like actually young, man. He does a bit. A bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no words for that, actually. Like, you guys are in as much disbelief as I am. Like, I was hoping that this season would be... He would have, like, a new fire. And, like, we would see that old, like... The, the martial that is that that tends to like want to shut his haters up you know like when they sing that song and he's like 50 million down the drain but now you're starting to really believe yeah I think it's about time like that 50 million is really going down the drain with him um, the player that we missed the most in this game was the one who excelled so much in the previous game which is Eddie Cavani I feel like he is really good against teams that like to sit deep because he's your classic striker a bit like how you have Lukaku now, the kind that can take the game by the scruff of the neck. And if you can't break them through the middle, then just swing in across from the side. And, yeah, then, and then he'll get you the goal, right? On the, on the ground. Yep. Exactly. Right now, when you're like looking for someone to pick out uh, in a tough situation where they crowd the box, it's really hard to pick out someone like Martial. And I think, I mean, credit, I think Pogba had, is, has played a decent game. He's really... Um, Coming into form this season, even though like he almost scored as well, if you all remember that Dude, movement, that shot was beautiful, man. Yeah, and I, the dribbling, I mean, I, it was crazy. Yeah, it, it, I almost wish it went in just because he all the hard work he did. But um, yeah, alas, was not to be. Yeah, he seemed to have carried his form over from the Euros. Like we are actually seeing 
the French team Pogba. What form? France France were trash in the Euros. No, he was okay, right. he scored he, he scored a belter right. yeah, 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 he scored a belter. I think I mean, he's no, no, I thought I thought he he's been superb the last two games. Yeah, but but the one weak link in in your game which I felt don't say um, it. Don't <laughs> Mr. Fred. Mr. Fred. <laughs> no. Absolutely he got he got outmuscled he by got a young body. child, dude. <laughs> he got outmuscled by a freaking <sighs> baby boy. Like it, dude, Fred is how so do you ex- hard. I, how do you I explain that? <laughs> Fred is like he plays one good game, he scores, and you're just like, all right, Fred's not bad. Then he has a game like this, and you're like, sell him. Like he's get someone else to play in. I like f- yeah, I feel like he's never kind of pinned down. Like okay, Fred is like you know our guy now. It's always <laughs> one step forward, one or half a step back. Yeah. Can I, I just say like the the biggest like confusion for me, yeah. and I don't know if y'all like when y'all saw the lineups that y'all felt it, but for me, I was like, why is there Matic? Like, when I saw his name, me, I was just like, what? Like, you're going up against Southampton. You have definitely the advantage in attack. Why don't you just throw a, a, a stronger attack force? Like, you have Van Der Beek. I feel so sad yeah, for Van Der Beek. Free, free Donny. Free Donny. Van Der Bench. Free the team viewer, man. Free the team viewer. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was just like, <laughs> like just yeah, go straight out attack. Like, throw Sancho. Greenwood and then Donny like just attack them they're gonna sit back anyways right? so why play a defensive game and then give if y'all saw actually the thing that was quite crazy was the fact that Southampton actually tried to play like they were trying to hold possession and they mm-hmm. were actually moving the ball and um oh no there's this one player for their team that wait, I don't really know his name Salisu? Uh, no the other one with a very interesting like uh, oh the, the Italian guy is it? yeah 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 uh, uh, he, <laughs> he was yeah, dribbling they're, they're the new signing. I think he's yeah. the right back. Oh, Perot is it? No, 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 no. not Perot. Uh, Perot wasn't V. Too bad. Yeah, v- v? something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. We'll check up. that out again. Yeah, we'll look it up. <laughs> but he, Wait, he uh, was good. He was really like holding the ball, dribbling, and then like uh, got his team up the field quite a bit. And then Wait, are, are you talking about the the right back? It's uh, not. It's not. It's not the guy who start. It's not the French guy. It's the Italian guy. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I was just liver- looking at him earlier. Goddamn it! Is it Livermento? Yeah, Viver- yeah, Viver- that's yeah, it. Bro, bro, his his English man. He's is from he Chelsea English? Youth Academy. Yeah, he's <laughs> from the Chelsea Youth Academy. That's what is, I was is saying. He part, is he part Italian? <laughs> his I, name doesn't sure. sound English. Yeah, he's he's fully fledged English. I think. Yeah, okay. that's why I was okay. saying how how did Fred get bodied by an eighteen year old child? Like he's he is eighteen year old. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's basically like um. Tarek Lempty, like we sold him on the cheap, but we inserted a buyback clause because oh, yeah. we know Smart. how. Like, like I was actually wanting Livermento to actually, uh, you know, kind of develop in the Chelsea, Chelsea first team, but right. yeah, kind of like how Reece, uh, not not how we seems it, like how um Chaloba did, yes, Trevor Chaloba, but uh, it's, the squad's too stacked, so um he need and he wanted to play first team football, and he was on his last year of yeah, his contract, so yeah. So uh sold him to Southampton for five million, inserted a buyback clause of twenty five. Hundred. Yeah, and you can see <laughs> I mean we sent him <laughs> sent him there to um you know help help take points off our rivals, man, and he did the job. Yeah, he absolutely he really pocketed Fred. He looks like an FPL gem. Right? Yeah, he is. Which yeah. by the way guys, join our FPL Banter Premier League. Uh, our <laughs> code is in our IG. Continue. I, yeah, I was kind of surprised how he displaced Carl Walker Peters so easily. Like, I kind of expected him to be slowly, you know, 
blooded in it. He Walker Peters, Walker Peters, Walker Peters, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, but after but you saw like, that that game, I mean, it makes yeah, a lot man. of sense, right? The guy's talented, and he's uh he's not afraid. And I think that's yeah, what dude. we like about like youngsters. I think we saw that with Harvey mm. Elliott as well, mm. and like even Greenwood when he first came on, they're just they come on with this like, uh, fearlessness. They don't really mm. care who they come up against. They just want to play their game, and yep. they are talented enough to do so. I think we saw glimpses of that in um, uh, the other Chelsea guy who went to ne- uh, Norwich. Um, Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore. Gilmore. Yep. When he first yeah. started as well, he had that kind of like, oh, who's this guy? He's totally bossing the midfield. And and pocketed Fabinho, man. Pocketed yeah, Fabinho. exactly. <laughs> so I mean, it's great to see that. Um, but on the other hand, uh, the frustration that I think a lot of Man United. I was watching the game with my with my dad and my brother, and uh-huh. we we're just like, oh no, this is United from last season. Like we can't get points against the small teams, and we look like this is this is how we don't get the title. This is because we mm. drop points against like I no uh, like disrespect to Sal. Southampton but like they're not really a top six club so these are the but they they and a lot of other clubs from typically the bottom half of of the table tend to manage to steal points away from United so if we come up against teams like Watford these are the games that I'm gonna be like really worried for yeah yeah it's not an exaggeration but Southampton should have gotten all three I don't know how Armstrong Armstrong missed Two guilt edge opportunities. One he but shot was, straight at It was at a good save, right from the here. It was an okay I mean, save. It wasn't a good shot. You should have should have buried that. Honestly, he was clear through. And the mm. other one was, you know, he he was supposed to hit it across, but he somehow hit it to the ground. I <laughs> couldn't believe that was it. weird. <laughs> he like jumped was, up and hit it straight down. Yeah, Dude, stage, that stage was stage fright. <laughs> that was um Werner esque man, very Werner esque. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean we're lucky to just mm-hmm. get a point from that game. But I mean, like, we don't talk about bad finishing, right? But despite the well, scruff shot, how good is how good has Greenwood been for you guys? I really think this is the season where he kind of showcases his, like, talents uh, to the mm-hmm. full. I think he's going to be given a lot more chances to impress. I think he deserves to be our our forward if Eddie Cavani is not in the team. Um, Martial's like a shadow of himself I think Greenwood deserves to be our number 9 mm-hmm. uh, in that position he has all the confidence uh, Rashford's not back yet so I think yeah this is his moment he really is probably the most clinical finisher in the club and even though that wasn't a, a, a like a clinical shot he gets himself in the correct position to at least get a shot on target and then it goes in so I mean he plays like a striker now, um, like a full-on uh, number nine, and I think he deserves it. And I, th- I really expect him to to do well. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's he should be leading our line. Um, the one that I'm most disappointed in is the fact that I feel like Sancho hasn't really, like, if we talk about how Grealish has been at at City and needs to adapt. Sancho is even worse. I don't know if y'all feel that, but he he doesn't get on the ball enough, and when he does, he doesn't look confident enough to take on players uh, yet. Hundred percent, yes, confidence. It's weird. We're just it's talking so about strange. the swagger of these young what players, is, right? What is, I feel like Sancho Sancho's hasn't had that yeah. swagger and been like, you know what, screw you. I'm Jaden Sancho. I'm just gonna do my thing. I I, I feel like he's almost respecting his opposition too much like I, I want him to just be like like a Saint Maximan like just like I'm just gonna take you on yes, I don't yeah, care yeah. just pull out some Dude, skills Saint Max is mad man but um what is Sancho's best position I always thought that you guys bought him to play him on the right but it seems that you guys are playing him on the left 
They um, switch actually. I like he does when he comes on. If you watch, he go he runs straight to the right side, stays there for like ten minutes, then he's on the left. I think they're just trying to mix it up, confuse the defenders yeah, because be he can take fluid. on both sides. Okay. Yeah, but um, in his style, he's not really a crosser either. Uh, so but I think he can play a little bit like how, or I'm hoping he does do a little bit like what Jesus did over the weekend, like just get to the byline if you can't break through and then get the balls into the center, um, that sort of thing. But yeah, I think he's. I don't know. It's a very peculiar case. I feel like he should have settled in better, but he just hasn't yet. I don't know if it's he hasn't gotten enough game time. I I, I expect him and Varane to be put in the first team after the international break. I think that's kind of what Ollie has in mind. Like he's just gonna kind of get through that next game against Wolves with, you know, whatever he's been using currently, and then once the the international break comes over. That's when we're gonna see Varane Sancho and um, I feel like I'm missing someone, but yeah, Cavani. I can I, I think we can expect to see both those two guys come in after the break. Yeah, possibly Rashford as well, but I think he's out till October and he's gonna take some time to build uh, match fitness. But I hope Rashford Cavani comes back right? first also. Mm. Well, Cavani is doing his own individual gym routine, right? Yeah, like individual fitness. I don't think Cavani gives you all the team. extra something, much like um, because your like your your front your front players are all very similar right now, um, but Cavani just adds the extra yeah. focal point for you guys. That uh, Uruguay and Peter Crouch <laughs> vibes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean, if you if you guys found it difficult to break down Southampton, imagine how it's gonna be like breaking down Wolves, man. Yeah, like, that's um, true. Traditionally, and extremely defensive, organized, uh. Backline with a pretty good center forward. You got to worry Raul about Jimenez. Um, Jimenez and baby oil hitting you yeah. guys on the break. I, I don't think you need to worry about baby oil. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, he's been Duke, extra fraudulent. Dude's in finishing, his finishing is garbage. I mean, Pascal, do you want the honors of um, totally ripping on him? I already did last week, but I like Continue Adama man. a lot. I think he's <laughs> a very exciting player, but fuck me, man. Like, he's had three guilt at chances. One on ones like you guys are talking about Armstrong having shit finishing, right? Adama, like you, if you give him time to think, he can't. Yeah, he's he's so useless at finishing. If you give him time the, the to weird think, thing if you is give him that snapshot, he, yeah, he, yeah, it's so frustrating that he's, to watch. He's he's a physical, you know, freak of nature in terms of. Yes, and, uh, he's a specimen, but like he glides pl- through players so easily, but his end product is just not there. I don't know. I I th- kind of thought Nuno kind of fixed that. Uh, Me too. In his, <laughs> yeah, in Charlie's second season because he did have a good output. You know, he his partnership with Jimenez was uh, one of the best in terms of goal uh, assisting Jimenez's goals. But I don't know. It seemed to be on the decline again. I, I don't I don't understand why, man. Like it kind of boggles the mind on how he can't finish after. He he reminds me of. In- Ad- Adama from Middlesbrough Like when he was playing At Middlesbrough yep, yep. That yep. was a guy Who was just very raw All, all vibes ma- All yeah, vibes exactly. And no product <laughs> <laughs> No but you yeah. compare The difference between him And St. Maximan right Yeah they both started out As you know Tricky speedy wingers With no end product But St. Maximan seems to have Improved Under Steve Bruce More than Nuno And The, the, the current manager um, What's his name Bruno Lager 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 yeah. yeah I don't know Like Don't really know how to explain this But Dude 
Dudes are like low-key on fraud watch now. Dudes just needs to spend like fuck training. Just spend your entire <laughs> week finishing, man. Like Yeah, dude. God damn it. Three one-on-ones, you know. <laughs> and the frustrating thing is that he's so quick and, and so good at getting behind the defense to put himself in that position. But yeah. It, it's I'm I'm so triggered because I think he's such a he could be such a good player. But yeah, it's been what three seasons. He had two phenomenal games, two phenomenal games against Man City. But apart from that, he's quite anonymous, man. I have no words to say Just about him. Just a giant but baby oil, like uh, walking baby oil advertisement board. But um, I don't know how how do you think United was set up in this game, Nathan? Because you guys clearly need the three points, but I don't know. Without the focal point to break down a back three, I think it's gonna be. You, you guys are going to be restricted to a lot of long shots, man. I'm going to just clarify and say that I'm never sure how United set up because <laughs> the manager always sets it up very oddly. Like, like it's nothing like I thought it would be against Southampton. And so I could tell you what I would like, but I don't think that's what's going to happen against Wolves. And that's the problem here. because You, got, you, think, you think you guys are going to match up back three if, with a back three? Or are you guys gonna just play uh traditional four two three? No, we'll probably play traditional. Yeah, um, because just like Ole doesn't mix things up because he's just not that kind of manager, and he's too comfortable with his back four, so he's gonna probably stay with that. The only thing he likes to do is change that middle of the park, and that's always very confusing to me because he it's either let's go with a comfortable like uh McFred or something worse. (laughs) And that's that's what happened over the weekend. I feel like McTominay has to play, man. Yeah, you guys miss. miss And then you and at this point you would say, "Oh, Fred should be benched." But guess what? I think he'll be there next weekend. Just gonna put it out there. It's probably Fred again and Donny on the bench. And yeah, that's. Besides that, again, I just Donny on the bench is as is probably like (laughs) as predictable as like taxes and death at this point, like. It's it's really so frustrating. I think I mean because the team has become so it's quite clear who the the main players are. You'd see Bruno somewhere there, Pogba either in the center or on the left, and then now hopefully Greenwood in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, who plays on the right? I would say if Sancho's not ready, it's gonna be James, and he's not that bad because he's also pace FC. You know he gives you that speed down the the right hand side, um, and then yeah, I think that's probably what's gonna happen. Um, I think we will have more possession again, but if you're open to the counter, then you'd see Baby All running at us again. So <laughs> he's gonna miss. <laughs> he's gonna miss anyway. So he's gonna miss anyways. But uh, actually, so like, I think. Do you think that um the Wolves team uh how they look under their new manager because like their old manager just came up against them over the weekend, right, with Spurs, and. They lost to Wolves Spurs. Wolves not very flat now. Like at least in the first two games that I've seen them, they. I mean, they they're they not getting like better, but they just don't look yeah. very. Yeah, I mean, they, they I look mean like they need some more time to sort it out. Yeah, they look like they need time to, to like to understand what the manager yeah. wants of them. And Jimenez I mean, also just came back from like a horrific injury, so. I mean, Jimenez played well. Like he had a few chances to score, mm. but. I mean, it should have ended as a draw. Honestly, if if Chari could actually finish. But uh, who Alas. knows, man? Like 
something's gotta give, right? Like you can't be in that many one on one situations and and not score. I mean, even maybe Burner he just did. gets like a hat trick against you guys. <laughs> it's like all. <laughs> He's like, he scores a hat trick, he like he rips out his jersey, you know, Superman. I mean, style like you said, like, something's gonna give, right? He's on <laughs> he's on front watch two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> it may be, because like we're saying, front watch three weeks in a row. if he doesn't get clear opportunities and he has those kind of like, he has to suddenly like break in and take a snapshot, then actually he might, right? Because that's what he does better than if he has time. I actually remember him doing that against Spurs, you know, that, that snapshot, like just cutting in on his right, just belting one to the top corner he, he can finish difficult chances you know because he doesn't exactly, really think dude. it comes but yeah. he can't play he can't play shots <laughs> yeah. maybe his brain just operates as quick as his feet is like yeah, he thinks maybe. of all like the possibilities that could happen and then before he knows it it's too late <laughs> what a what a weird character man yeah uh yeah I think that's all right yeah like, we've gone we've gone a little bit like like oh, 70 wait, minutes dude, but dude, it's for all watch man, man. Fraud watch. We can't I mean, you already know my fraud watch pick. Um, baby oil. Baby oil. It's like he's on retainer, right? Fraud watch retainer. I mean, he did. If I put him on fraud watch for missing a one on one in like match week one, dude, it's not. It's not one again. It's not one. It's three already. I think. Right. No, but I he he. Did, I put him on fraud watch after match week one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you were when you were incapacitated. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, we have so a question um, before you guys put your nominees, right? One one uh, guy who was a very frequent nominee last season was James Rodriguez. Has he even played for Everton this season? No. I'm nope. curious. Nope. No. I, I think nope. he's still he's recovering from um that, that surgery. Fuck. Do you know what we're talking about? I, I don't actually. What surgery? There, okay, there are rumours of... Okay, the reason why, right, uh, he was taking so long to recover from his injury is because, like, there are rumours that it was not an actual injury. But he was he he was actually um undergoing a sex change. <laughs> what Nate? How have you not heard this? <laughs> it's the most ridiculous rumor like I've heard in a while, and this is like we're well, in yeah, a sport with like tons of ridiculous yeah, rumors. Be- because um, it was at a point last season where you know James Rodriguez was trending, and I was like, oh, I think it's because he's coming back from an injury. That's why. But when I clicked onto the link, I got the shock of my life. <laughs> That was a weird week, man. I think that was like a, a, a week after the Saliba thing got leaked. No, no, it was a week before. Oh, a week Saliba before, thing, yeah. yeah. So that was correct. a weird period in football. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Why there was actually a WhatsApp picture being um forwarded around of, of like his, oh, like what happened after he got his sex change and all that. Then uh the, the final thing is um you know the Everton uh Twitter admin. Yeah. Like they usually post up um Twitter photos, right? Of training. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he posted a photo of James Rodriguez where you could clearly see his bulge. <laughs> okay. So it's to like dispel Just, any yeah, rumors. He, yeah, he probably had to had to put a yeah, point dude, out there. Yeah, man, he had to make a statement that you know it was a legit injury and not a sex change. But yeah, I know <laughs> well, James Rodriguez. What a times we live in, man. We need we need <laughs> admins to confirm that this type of shit to us. But yeah, sorry yeah, for taking you guys on that tangent. Go ahead uh-huh. with your nominees before we end off. Um, Nate, you wanna go first? Yeah, or? I mean, for yeah. me, it's it's kind of sad to say, Martial, but Martial, dude, <laughs> no, <laughs> Martial is like he's worse than Fraud Watch. Um, is he I in think, the gulags now? Yeah, he's in. <laughs> yeah, Martial's in the gulag. Uh, I feel like, I think it's a bit early to say, but I also f- I feel like Sancho is creeping into Fraud Watch. Mm. Uh, big money signing a bit, a bit came in with a lot man. of promise. Was supposed uh. to be the one leading this. Like Bruno's there, but I mean Sancho was supposed to be the new 
a big like assist maker and he's done like nothing so he hasn't had that much time but with head the time that la, he's had like but with the time that he has years. had he's he's he hasn't yeah, seen he's a shadow of the Dortmund I, yeah, yeah, guys yeah. that he was so I'll, I'll, I'll allow it Sench. not quite BK level nominee but yeah I'll allow it <laughs> yeah so that's my Sancho on fraud watch yeah for me um, I'm gonna put Nelson tell Sanido. us why Tierney is your fraud watch nominee Sash <laughs> what Oh, uh, Tierney. Tierney. Is Nelson? Tierney? No, it's Nelson Semedo. Semedo. Oh, oh. Yeah, Semedo. bro, I thought he wait. He still plays. I I think he will. Okay. Th- oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I need mean, to watch like him up close against. Uh, yeah, dude. I whoever, mean, uh, whoever United put up against him. Yeah, like like Nate. If you guys are gonna get anything from the match, it's probably gonna come down from Semedo's side because it's which is the left side, right? Trash. Uh no, Semedo. No, he I mean, yeah, right your yeah, oh, yeah United's right left side, but Semedo plays on the right side. Oh okay okay. Absolutely, do not rate him. I I feel that um, Barcelona pulled one over and like shafted Wolves. Like Wolves spent a hefty sum of money on him, right? Yeah, it wasn't cheap, man. I yeah, feel like I, I feel like we were vindicated after that Portugal Germany game. Yeah, dude. Like it's just like yeah, it's plain he's to just, see, dude. He's not just a whole not, world sees what we see. Yeah, he's just not a Premier League quality right back, and whoever plays on the left hand side against Semedo is gonna have. A joyous time, man. Joyous time. Um, oh, he was bought for 30 mil. Yeah. yeah absolute fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh. like, I, I don't understand how you could replace Doherty and actually be worse. That's <laughs> kind of an achievement by itself. La. But, yep. Um, Nelson Semedo on Fraud Watch. There we go. Two Wolves players, man. So that can only mean one thing. Wolves <laughs> 2, Manchester United 1. Let's go. <laughs> Semedo oh, assisting Chayore, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. I would actually like I would probably die if that happens, dude. Dude, you're I gonna have to clip you're gonna have to clip that, man. Oh my god, yeah. Okay la, <laughs> good 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 picks guys. Um great app. Uh Miss BK of course, but he's doing the Lord's work in, in London right now. Um yeah, thanks for all the listeners. Um small achievement, we hit hundred followers on IG. Um yeah, celebrate the little wins, right? But we'll be uh, looking forward to more Premier League action this weekend. Don't forget to share us um, on IG and Spotify. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Take care, everyone.